Hey, what's up, guys? Got a special treat. <laughs> it's not live, Mom. Don't worry. All right, so I brought my mom with me today. She's super uncomfortable about this. Didn't want to do it at all, but somehow I was able to convince her to be on the podcast with me. Um, I don't know. How you doing, Mom? Not good. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see, but she's waving me down like she doesn't want to do it, and she's sitting in the room already. It's too late, Mom. So what's up, Mom? Nothing much. You have to speak a little louder. <laughs> Nothing much, Vinny. Okay, okay. You don't have to be so uncomfortable. Don't worry. No one could see you right now. Um, my mom. I thought it'd be kind of cool. You guys already heard about my dad. You guys heard from my dad several podcasts already now. Uh, one from the Drinking Bros podcast and and mine now currently. And so uh, I wanted to bring my mom on board and just kind of just kind of talk. Nothing special. Nothing special. My mom's a pretty interesting person. She's born in you're born in Cantillo. No, you were born in Anthony. Anthony, Texas. Right. You got to speak mm. up, Mom. Anthony, Texas. There you go. <laughs> She's born in Anthony, Texas. Anthony, Texas is actually a really, really small city before you start getting into Anthony, New Mexico, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so mm -hmm. it's, it's right next to Conotheo, which Conotheo is the farthest west of El Paso you could possibly get. And then you go into Conotheo, then you go into Anthony, and then from Anthony you start getting into New Mexico. Um, you were born there. Uh, your father and mother were from there? No, my dad was born in, I, I think it was Canotillo, and my mom was from Mexico. From Mexico, and then she eventually came over. She met her. Do you know how they met? Do, do, have you ever heard that story? I don't I don't know. Mm, yes, my mom was looking for a job, and I guess my dad was some kind of, he came, he was from the Army, and he was down, and my mom was working at a restaurant type of thing. Yeah. And they kept saying, oh, Manny's coming to town, and Manolito's coming to town. So then he came, and that was it. So everybody <laughs> knew who your dad was from yes. the town? Mm -hmm. Your dad was a big deal back then? He, he was, no. a, was he always a popular guy? I don't know. I don't know. He was just very adventurous. Adventurous. Oh, so he just knew him to be just kind of the wild man of town. Yes. Yeah, everyone time. knew who, when Manny came in town. It was a party. Yeah, he was. He came from the army. He was a, in the army. Yeah, he was in the army. Right. But then he had already traveled everywhere. He's already gone all over the place. Yes. With the yeah. army, and what do you know? What years? Because we try to look this up. Was Grandpa in World War Two? Mm, you know what? I'm not sure. We're not sure. I, we gotta look into that. He was either in World War Two or maybe in the Korean War era, right? Because I know mm -hmm. after that, later on, several uncles served. One of them was in Vietnam. Yes. Yeah, and so and and so. My grandfather does have roots. Even before then, your your grandfather, am I correct? Your grandfather used to break the horses for the cavalry? Yes. Back in the day? Yes. Yeah, so he wasn't necessarily serving in the military, but he was serving for the government by breaking horses for some of the cavalry. Yes, as far as I understand. Yeah, that's I pretty understand. I mean, that's pretty cool. I think that's a pretty cool history. And then you have, is it your grandfather that he was adopted, so we really don't know kind of what... That's my mom's side. Your mom's side. My mom's side, yes. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're led to believe there's all kinds of possibilities of what he could have been. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he was a minor, though. That that's We do know. He was a minor. What does yeah. that mean? He passed away from black lung. The black lung? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Man, those things, I didn't even know that. So he passed away from the black lung, and that's your mom's father or grandfather? Father. Your mom's father. 
awesome. And that's all in El Paso, Texas. And that's so if you guys ever followed my life, I went to Texas for the Border Patrol in 2009. Once I had the opportunity to go farther west, I was trying to go farther west, one, to be closer with my kids at the time because they weren't with me before I got custody of them. And then I got the opportunity to go to El Paso. And in El Paso, I still have cousins, aunts, uncles, and at the time, my grandmother was still alive at the time. And so it was just a cool reason for me to move to El Paso for for a lot of reasons. One, because of the lateral promotion for the Border Patrol. And then, too, because all the family. And then I knew my mom came into town quite a bit to visit my family. I, I spent a, a lot of my years growing up. Uh, almost every year, we would find a reason to go to El Paso, Texas to, to visit, whether it was New Year's or, 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 or July 4th. Usually had something to do with firecrackers and guns, <laughs> right? I remember the first yeah. rifle I've ever shot was Theo uh, Roy's during, I think it was New Year's, because then yeah. we just shoot them into the air. Back in the day when we didn't, you know, I guess no one was really worried about the stray bullets. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So you grew up in Canatillo. It's a small town. Canatillo is known for what? For for agriculture and as well as the the cannery, right? Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so you grew up. Obviously, you have how many brothers and sisters? Six brothers and one sister. Six brothers, one sister, and you were the oldest. You were the oldest child of all of them, or no. the oldest female? Female. Yes. Yeah, Second to the oldest. And so back then, kind of the cultural thing is that, like you being the oldest female, you were going to help with a lot of kids, a lot of cooking. You were kind of the second mom in the household. Yes. Right? Correct. Yeah. And then and then you're, you're old. The oldest is Ruben. He was also probably one of the other providers. He would work just as much as dad would and kind of help support the family financially. Yes. When he joined the army. Yes. Until he joined the army. Or yes. even when he joined when, the army. When he he joined, was, yes. That's when he was, he yes. was cutting checks the whole yes. time. Mm-hmm. Just helping the family. Yep. That's very common in, in, in the Latino culture. Right is is mm-hmm. always providing back to the family, giving back to, mm-hmm. and continuing on with that. But you guys grew up pretty pretty poor, correct? Yeah, I know we're not going to talk a lot about it. My <laughs> mom doesn't want to talk about it, and and she thinks people are going to don't. She doesn't want anyone feeling bad, and and it's I don't. I'm not saying any of this to to get the attention behind it. I just kind of want to feed your story. So we're going to touch lightly on that, and then we'll continue on, right? So you guys grew up kind of poor, right? And so. You guys would Not you would kind of but poor. but real poor, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to lighten it up for you, Mom. I'm trying. And so, I mean, you grew up. What what ages were you working in 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 the fields? Um, at what very age? a very young age. What do you I remember? Think. How young are you thinking? I probably elementary school. Yes, elementary yes. definitely. Definitely. Yes. Oh, definitely. Really. Yes. yes. So mm-hmm. at what age? Seven, eight. Probably seven. You're starting already to work in the fields. Yes. Providing mm-hmm. a service that does get the family paid. Yes. Right. Um, it was example like cotton picking was. I didn't have shoes. Right. Example. So my grandfather would take me with him, so that I could earn. So and I'm sure I didn't earn the whole amount. But right. But you 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 would you would work. Yes. To to create some kind of funding Funny. so you to buy and use shoes not even brand yeah. new no well i had a lot of used shoes yeah a lot of hang-me-downs a yes. lot of a lot of life back then was hand-me-downs especially well like, people would donate to us or they i uh, would uh, other people would you know yeah use shoes or whatever it's just kind it of a community thing yes, everyone's helping was, each other out. you got you got yeah. someone who's older your cousins or someone mm-hmm. their daughter's clothes whatever the case you well, were, they didn't have any either <laughs> themselves <laughs> She's shaking her head like, no, that didn't even happen. <laughs> didn't happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So then, as, you get, as as all the kids kind of trickle through that in life, and then eventually you get to high school. Did you play sports in high school at all? Oh, uh, one year I played volleyball. 
Did you? Yes. I did not know that. That's yeah. Why? Not just, good at it. But <laughs> <laughs> so in school, were you like a straight A student? No. No, you, you were a straight C student, or you were just probably a C student. I don't even remember my grades because I don't even really. Was school that important back then, though? In our family, we just tried to survive. Right. Basically, I don't re- remember doing homework. Didn't take You're just algebra. Really, at the time, was probably, basically. it's like the times, because if people don't understand, if I try and give a better example of Conatillo, Conatillo mm-hmm. seems to be the city that's kind of still several years back. And it's not not for, not, not education-wise. Not, I'm not meaning um, economic-wise or anything. It's just a little bit slower paced. I'm talking, mm-hmm. I mean, in recent years, we've had to dig the, the, the grave sites for our family. I mean, that's how that's how it's just different, kind of a different system going on there. And so, uh, I mean, I, th- I guess as long as you were able to learn how to read and write, it was it was a good thing because, yes. hey, you're, you're keeping up with the Joneses, I guess, you know, and then from there, after high school, it was common for everyone just to go work in the cannery. Right. And then That's from there, correct. you just kind of live your life. You fin- you do your your nine to five job, what and whatnot. You come home, you hang out with family. Because Conatillo is so small, like all the families know each other who lives on which corner. Families and friends grow together. I mean, there's a lot of like, you know, life is very simple, which is nice, though. Yeah, very it, nice. But it's a very mm-hmm. simple thing. And but for, for, for you, uh, would you say you were kind of a dreamer? Yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I would try to escape, I guess, by yeah. reading books and daydreaming of how I was going to live on my own in an apartment. Yeah. And that's what I did when I graduated. Yeah, and so so you ended up going. Where did you end up going? To Los Angeles. And what did you have with you when you when you took off to Los Angeles? A paper bag. Yeah. With, with my belongings, whatever I had, and that was it. Just a paper bag and whatever and you had. Greyhound bus. How much cash did you have in your pocket? Nothing. You had nothing. You <laughs> just had enough ticket to get there. To get there. And you knew that you you at least you had a you had family member. I had a grandmother. She she was gonna take you in for the. Uh, Yes, yes, but it it didn't work out. So my friend and I, we lived in those hotels that you pay bi-weekly. Bi-weekly? Uh-huh. And so you just had whatever jobs you could find at the time. Yep. When you were headed to Los Angeles, what was the dream? What was the idea? Are, are you trying to be an actress, model uh, kind of thing? Is that really was, is that in the back of your head? Of course. Yeah, yes. that's, that's what everyone goes to L.A. for, right? They go yes, to L.A. to be that's right. an yeah. actress. So uh, what was an actress that you looked up to when you were younger? Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood. Wow, mm-hmm. that's cool. I didn't know that. That's mm-hmm. cool. And so it's just really what you saw in your little town and your little city was was the opportunity. What can happen in L.A. is kind of like I think that's like the, the, the dream is you can go to L.A. and be successful, whether it's being famous, right? Yeah. Something. Something. And so yeah. for you, that was that's what you wanted, that you wanted to, take, to give it a chance. Yes. And I knew it as soon as I landed off that got off that bus i said to myself i'm home no way i felt it right away really yep man that's crazy and so what part of la would did you did you establish yourself in right away lincoln heights lincoln (laughs) that's right oh lincoln heights that's funny and so what was the first job you got folding towels at a factory Nice. Folding towels. So you went from one factory to another factory. And that's exactly what I told myself. I did not come here for that. Yeah. So I need to do better. So so right away you got a job, but it's more like, well, let me get a job now. Let me get, let me get, yes. yeah, let me get my foot in the door. Mm-hmm. Let me start generating some, some funds before I start mm-hmm. trying to make some big moves. Exactly. And what was the next job after that where you were a little proud of yourself? What was the next job that well, you Well, uh, I 
gas station. Gas station? Yes. And that back then, gas station said you actually pump the gas, you clean the windows, things like that? Well, no, it was Shell that were trying out a new, um, the self-serve. Yeah. But you would have to come out of that little, I don't know, a little booth. Like an attendance booth? Yes, and help out uh, anyone that wanted you to, you know, the old ladies that couldn't pump gas. Yeah, so things. so back then, yeah. before, so a little bit before that or, or that time, Shell decided to try and do something new and do the self-serve pump. Where you go up there, you pay, and then you pump your on your own. And you were there working as just in case people that still didn't want to pump on their own. Yes, that's and, correct. And that paid well? Well, yes. I mean, it was the minimum. For the time, yeah. For but, that but, time, yeah, you know. And, and so you're 18 at this time. 18. Getting minimum wage in Los Angeles, California, which I'm sure cost of living is crazy different from what it was in, in Canoteo, Texas. Yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then what job did you get? After that, I applied at Occidental Center. Occidental, what is that? Insurance company. Oh, insurance company. Yes. And that's when you started working in insurance? Yes, and that's when I started learning type more typing, taking classes. Yeah. Computer service. Okay, so that's when you just started learning to, to eventually what you kind of fell into and started doing, uh, that's what you ended, you ended up retiring From, in a position mm -hmm. doing something similar to that, right? Yes. All right, correct. we're jumping ahead. I don't want to get there too okay. fast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you get to that job. What was the first thing you told yourself you wanted to buy yourself? Because like, now you're you're now you're an adult. You're a young adult. You have money because you're working. And and someone who grows up in poverty always has that that idea of like you know what, I'm successful when I buy do this. Or I've always wanted to buy myself something. And what did you have something like that? Yes. What was it? A stereo. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that answer. So I was, I, why a stereo? I don't know. I wanted my own stereo. Yeah. I wanted to have my own speakers. And in that time, what was it? Was it a was it an A track or was it a wax? Was it a, how was it? It was a turntable. It was a turntable. Turntable. Oh, so it was a, so it was a records. Yes, records. So you get the record player. You'd buy the record player with everything, and then you then you'd be able to go buy records. Yes. So, you, so what kind of music was it that back then for you? Oldies. Oldies like <laughs> what? Like Motown. We're talking Motown yeah, oldies. Motown and yeah. Motown, um, wow, I can't even think. Yeah, I just love them all. So. Just a lot of the old, just old music at yes. the time. I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of the, this is this is what years are we talking? We're talking now seventies, nineteen seventy-two, seventy-two. So seventies, yeah, some seventies music is is it's it's all these us to us now, mm -hmm. but it's that was what was happening at the time. Yes, was there a lot of dancing going on back then? Yes. Yeah, yeah, were you a dancer at all? Believe it or not. <laughs> You were? <laughs> yes. What kind of dance was it? Was it like well, swing dancing? Well, or? no. You know, it was just regular partying, dancing. So just like, oh, it's just people in the room moving, right? Like yeah. kind of like the 70s, <laughs> the, the weird, awkward dancing, right? The OJs. Yeah, the I don't the think OJs. you can call that dancing. I think now <laughs> now we see that in videos and stuff. Like when I see the videos, I'm like, man, that's weird dancing. But I think dancing, that's when dancing is starting to get figured out, right? Like everyone's still trying to figure out how to move right. Yeah. That's cool. That's crazy. And so shortly after that is when you met dad? I met your dad in 1973. I think a year after. A year after you're working with insurance. Mm -hmm. You're starting to get a good, you're starting to get, yeah. like, I guess, you're starting to get comfortable with the situation in LA. You're getting a job. You know, you're starting to learn how to type. You're doing a lot of the secretarial work, really, yes. is what it is, is that mm -hmm. you're getting comfortable with. And you kind of find a place for yourself now. Now, now you're settling in. And then you meet dad. Dum, dum, dum. Trouble. <laughs> Trouble. No, so then you meet dad. Um, you know, and then you guys decide to get married and everything, and then you had a baby, your first mm -hmm. one, Junior, right, yes. my older brother, and, and then it got hard again, didn't it? Yes, 
Because having no. a kid, a lot more expenses, right? Yes, <laughs> that's, that's and right. it's t- you know it's yeah. tough though, is because like it's funny because <clears throat> back then though it was very common for uh, a single income family to uh, you know dad would say dad would be working, dad got out of the Marines and started working, and and the only job he could really find was construction. Correct? That's correct. He mm-hmm. actually st- he said he started out at a at a um. What is it called? Hardware? Yeah, a hardware store. store. Mm-hmm. And he was loading up some cement bags. And some guy told him, like, hey, man, you're, you seem like you got a pretty strong back. Are you interested in trying construction? And uh, my dad was like, <clears throat> my dad was saying that the guy gave him the opportunity. All he had to do was bring a belt. So my dad bought his own gun belt. Uh, his own, not gun belt. His own um, <laughs> oh. uh, tool belt. Tool belt. Yeah, he bought his own tool belt. And then next day started doing construction. And... You were working at the time when you were raising junior, or no? You took a break. I would take a break because every time we'd get behind, I would I would go to work. Right. And then I I would stop working again. Where did you guys live at the time? We lived uh, Al Sereno when Junior was born. Al Sereno, okay. Yeah, and then we moved to Hollywood. Hollywood, Hollywood, really? Mm-hmm. Where in Hollywood? On Vine. <laughs> no way. <laughs> and Melrose. Did you right really? near the studios, Parliament Studios yeah. was right in front of our door. Yeah, well, right now that you try and get a place there now, you never would have made it because mm-hmm. that place completely turned. Yeah, that is like one of the hot spots. Vine, the street Vine. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever knew this, Mom. There was a social media thing called Vine. It was like these little short clips. You probably missed that whole era, but Vine came in and, and left, right? But it was in the same time frame of Instagram was getting big, and then Vine started. Mm-hmm. Well, Vine started. Because some of the entertainers on that, I believe, it was started on that street, so they on named it Vine, mm-hmm. and then it, now it's gone. But crazy, and so then from there, when things got really tough, you decide, you guys decided to try and go back to El Paso for a little bit, and maybe, yes, maybe mm-hmm. try and make it there. Yes, we. Did. How did that feel for you to to move to L.A. for the dream, and then almost having to kind of crawl back? And lick your wounds, right? I didn't really want to go back. Your dad what? wanted to try a small town. Why is that? Because he grew up in a big town, and he just wanted a small town. And did you think it would be easier for him to get work? For him and, and all that. But it, it w- I had left a job with the Board of Education to go there. Really? But yes. And I was, you know, I was very fortunate to get that job. Yeah. But he wanted to try it over there. You so. know, and you guys thought maybe maybe it would help a little bit? Help. Kind of catch up and get, yeah. get you know? And then it would only take about a year for you to be like, no. Uh, six months. Six months. You're like, I'm out. Yep. Time to go. Yeah. Back to L.A. Back to L.A. And so dad gets back into framing? Back into framing, yes. Yeah, and then you get a job too as well? Yes, and another insurance company. <clears throat> another insurance company, and then shortly after you get pregnant again? Janice, yes. Two years later, Janice. Mm-hmm. When did dad end up having a good, or when did dad, I remember dad telling me a story saying something like, it was a real rainy season one, one year, and uh, you know when it rains, obviously as a framer, you, you, you don't have work. That's right. And so mm-hmm. it was a, a, one day after another after another. Now it started getting really hard to pay bills and, and, and hard to survive. Dad doesn't know much else, so he goes to the unemployment office. He's going to start to apply for the unemployment. He sees a sign there saying, now hiring Los Angeles, Unif- uh, Los Angeles Fire Department. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, he decides to just fill it out. Yeah, He went to the city to apply for um, Carpenter. Oh, that's what he did. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. So then he said he saw the, the, poster, the poster and he applied for that one. He never got the card for the other one. Yeah. But he did the... So he just applied for that yeah. one? Yeah. He applied for that one. Let's too. see how it goes. Yep. And all of a sudden it comes in the mail and he has a test. Mm-hmm. That was it. And if you guys don't know my dad, my dad graduated high school a year early. Uh, because his mom didn't want to take him and his brother to two different schools, so they let him test up, and he tested smart enough to 
to jump up a grade. 16. So yeah. he graduated high school at 16, joined the uh, Marines at 17. And, and my dad's one of those guys. He was a street kid. So he when he did show up to school, he was a smart dude. He would pass. But that's when he did show up to when school. When he showed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... There you go, my dad, with with just a high school education and, and not much of high school education, uh, but is just kind of a naturally smart guy, you know, he, and, and he's a hard worker. And so then he gets the opportunity to go test for the fire department and passes. What did you think at that time? Well, that was good because I have told him, get a... Get a regular job already. Yeah, get a, get a city job. Yeah, get a, get a, get a job with benefits. Get a, you know yeah. something because you guys are now going to be start working on two kids already, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, you have two kids at now. At that time already, we were already four. You're already four kids. Four kids. Already. Yeah, so you already had mm-hmm. Junior Janice, and then you had me and Vanessa. Uh, mm-hmm. Me and my sister are twins. So yeah, you had mm-hmm. boom. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Now you had two kids at the same time, and yeah. oh, that's a mess. And so Dad is now. We're about what two and a half, three years old when Dad's getting into the fire department. He got in at, what, 85? Yep, I was born 81. Yep. Mm-hmm. So what was the hardest part for Dad getting in to the, to, into the fire department? And how much did you actually help him with? Study. You guys studied like crazy. Yep, study. I would stay up with him. I would take care of every home, everything. But basically, like, he had a hard time with the knots. Yeah. So I would help him with those. So he get in. But basically, it was just studying with him. And this is when we lived in the house mm-hmm. in our mentor, right? Yes. We know it's funny, Mom. That house now, I actually drove by and saw it. Those houses would be worth a lot of money in LA at this time, right? Like right now, if we if you we still had the house, it would still it would be worth it would be worth a lot of money. And I remember that house, and so I was so young, but I still remember things about it, right? There's like flashes of memories, really big backyard, mm-hmm. the above ground pool. Um, I remember one one room. I think we all shared one room. Is that yes? It was a two bedroom. It's a two bedroom house. Two bedroom house. The kids all shared two. There's two bunk beds in the room. Yes, and two cribs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness yeah and and it's funny just i remember parts of that i remember moving into the new house which is the house you know that we lived in for man 30 plus years yeah. but i remember moving into it i remember seeing how the room my room looked before we got into it i remember it just it, i felt as a kid for me what it felt like was oh man new house cool i didn't realize that I was a firefighter at the time right? i didn't know what has happened in our family's lives, right? Dad goes from a framer making decent money, enough to survive, but sometimes not so much, and then, boom, lands this job that is life-changing, an L.A. City firefighter, which which has a lot of clout in Los Angeles. You know, that's that's a very respected job. And, and if my dad, right, the guy mm. with all these tattoos who caught a lot of shit in his career, especially early on because mm-hmm. of the tattoos. Mm-hmm. My father was a street kid that started getting tattoos and his neck tattoo. Oh man. It, that, that for people back then was that's gangs. That's, mm-hmm. that's what those are prison people. And dad had a neck tattoo and dad had other mm-hmm. tattoos that he had to get covered that he, that he changed around and he made <laughs> different because he's his background. And then people start to get to know him and realize like his character, like, He's just a cool guy, right? Dad's just a likable person, mm-hmm. you know? And so then now we're in our house in the San Fernando Valley and living it up. And I remember bean marathons. What's, what is a, what's, <laughs> what's a bean marathon? Because here's the thing. Even though we lived comfortable, I mean, I don't even know how we lived. Growing up, all I, I never felt that we needed money. I never felt that we were... I would say we were probably lower middle class early on in our life, right? And I can tell as I got older, things changed. I can tell that there was 
good decisions being made financially, maybe investments, whatever it was, there was good, th there's things I can tell the growth of our family and our economic standings. But I remember early on that being marathons, I remember pay less shopping at pay less. I remember, you know what I mean? I remember the hand-me-downs and I didn't just get hand-me-downs from my brother. I had hand-me-downs from my sister, right? <laughs> <laughs> I remember having these yellow pants, <laughs> these yellow pants that were like cross colors at the time was a big, remember those, remember everyone was buying those cross color pants and I had her yellow pants, but, but I didn't feel that, you know what I mean? I think that was really cool. And like, like, and I think about it now raising the kids in, in, I, I don't think they know how much, I work and how the struggle and, and there's times when I'm like, you know, are we going to be put out on the street? Right. Am I going to go bankrupt? Am I making good decisions for them or am I making good decisions for me? Right. And, and us as kids, I could tell you, I don't think we've ever felt that. But as I get older, I start, I start identifying things as the bean marathon, <laughs> the bean marathon for me. And I almost, almost laughed so hard about Mexican food and, and realizing like, wow, Mexican food is like the same five ingredients. It's, <laughs> it's beans, it's tortillas, and then do whatever you want with that, right? That's then you, right. Have a, you have a combination of you could either add cheese, you can add rice, you can yeah. fry it. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So, so you guys that are listening to Bean Marathon in our household, I, it, was, it was my mom's way of, one, conserving money. You, you can make a lot of food um, with very cheap, you know, very, very cheap. It's just... First, first off, you start off with beans. And how did you do it, Mom? You start off with beans, and they were De La Hoya style? De La Hoya, and yes. then, and then, so eat them like that with rice. With rice. You mm -hmm. know, and then you have your rice and beans and some kind of protein, some kind of meat, right? Whether it was, it was a pork, whether it was a, whatever it was. Yes. Most of the time, it was probably going to be a piece of pork chop or something like that. Yes. I think mm -hmm. that's kind of common what we used to eat as kids. Maybe chicken. Chicken, yeah. And then the next day, you would refry those beans. So would you add oil to it, and you just kind of <laughs> smash it, right? Add cheese. Add uh -huh. cheese. Now you, got, now you have refried beans, and you put those refried beans in a tortilla again, and now you have burrito. <laughs> mm -hmm. right? That's right. Mm -hmm. The next day, you get those same refried beans, and you put them into another tortilla, but instead, you're, instead of eating that tortilla the way it was, you're going to fry it, and then you put the beans on top, and you call that a tostada. <laughs> Right, that's right. <laughs> and you add some cheese and some <laughs> and some salsa, and you're good to go. You know, and and then if I wanted to, the next day you do the same thing and you make little wedges, and now you have nachos. <laughs> right, that's and that was the thing. It's like, but I didn't feel that. I didn't know what I was having was leftovers, essentially, right? Because you 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 changed it up so much for us. And it was, wasn't, it was just, to me, I was like, oh, man, I love tostadas. And it's like, dude, I love bean burritos. Like, dude, I love, <laughs> so me in my head, I'm like, this, dude, my mom cooks amazing. And then you, you're like, man, this is easy. <laughs> but, it, but, but I think the, bl the blessing behind that is that, you, you know, we never felt, we never felt that we were hurting for money. And if we ever were, we didn't know it. You know what I mean? Us as kids didn't know it in the household that was filled with love. It was filled with laughter. It was filled with fun from having four kids always involved in sports and competition and playing, you know what I mean? I know, I know, I remember as a kid, I was so little, I was, I, we were all walking home from school sometimes because you're working full-time, dad's working full-time, the schedule for a firefighter in Los Angeles City sometimes is three days on, two days off, the schedule for my mother who was, who was, what's the title you like to say that you, is, is it a? Administrative assistant. Administrative assistant, yeah, so my mother was administrative assistant uh, for eventually, Eventually was for LA Unified School District, yeah. but uh, Before it was the congresswoman for the congresswoman for a long time. Yes. Yeah, you're you're the congresswoman Roybal Allard. What was her name? Roybal Allard. Roybal Allard. Yes. I didn't even say the name, but yeah, <laughs> I remember that. 
for for the congresswoman you worked for her for years mm-hmm. for how many years was that i worked for her three years three years three and years. then you jumped into into the la unified la unified and mm-hmm. you pretty much were eventually were routing everyone for for uh the special needs correct didn't you control a lot I of worked their in, in special education the special education yeah. right mm-hmm. exa- exactly but the crazy thing is, like, that's a full-time job. You didn't, you didn't get home because of traffic and everything else, but you wouldn't get home till four thirty, five o'clock. Mm-hmm. Us little ones would sometimes be home by 2.30. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's a time gap where sometimes I'd cook because <laughs> mm-hmm. being a, being a crazy <laughs> – <laughs> make a mess with cooking or experiments that I used to do at the house. But, uh, you know, like I said, it was, it, was a, it was one of those things where I don't think we ever felt – we were we ever needed money or hard on money, you know what I mean? Which is cool. And then as by the time I got older into high school, I think uh, financially you guys were making really good decisions and and things got a little bit more comfortable. But at the same time, I started working at fifteen years old, mm-hmm. you know. And I started with my first job was Pizza yeah. Hut. Pizza Hut. Yeah, and then second was Sports Mart, and then yeah. I jumped into Champ Sports. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think about me? so? The, kind of the funny thing is the reason why I, I want to talk to you about was, uh, your past is so so cool to me to see. That you were a dreamer. And mm-hmm. I feel like me and you are very similar in that mm-hmm. sense because I've always been the dreamer. Yes. Right? And you left your home. I left my home. Yeah. Like no one else did. I no. said, nope, mm-hmm. I'm out. And for, for reasons, you know, for reasons being, I felt like I needed to grow. I felt like everything around me wasn't benefiting me. And there was nothing that I can learn from the friends around me because I just felt like I was stagnant. I was either going to continue to get in trouble, like these little mistakes I was making, or, uh, you know, or I was just going to end up like everyone else. And I just felt like it, like no one was growing, you know. I was two years into college, and I found my baseball career going down. You know what I mean? My, 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 <laughs> that was, you know what I mean? Baseball was like my, my life. I mean, you remember. I've played baseball mm-hmm. since I was four years old, and that's mm-hmm. all I've ever talked about and dreamed about. And so, for me, when I felt baseball was slowly going away because the decisions I was making, I felt like I had to try and salvage that by leaving. You know, and I don't think anyone thought I was going to do that. I think yeah. it kind of surprised mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And but a, a little part of you felt like, but that's what you did. That's what I did. I couldn't say anything, really. Yeah. Yeah. It was it hard because I, I am the baby of the family. I know. Yeah. It was hard, but because as a parent, you want to always shelter your children. Yeah. But I couldn't say anything because I did it to my mom. Yeah. You know, I, I wanted to leave at 17. Yeah. And she asked me, no, wait till you graduate, then you can leave. Right. Two, three days after I turned 18, I left. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's funny. It took me a little longer because I thought I had everything under control. Mm -hmm. And then when I felt my life kind of going out of control, Mm -hmm. all all of a sudden, you know, I have uh, a baby on the way. You know what I mean? A relationship that was just toxic. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, baseball, I couldn't get my education right because I'm still focused on hanging out with my friends and everything else. Just I, I didn't have control of myself. And so... What I ended up doing was I took off to Northern California. My goal was to head up to to uh, Oregon to go meet up with a buddy of mine to play baseball. Hopefully, stay with him. He was a good buddy of mine. Growing up since we were little, uh, he's like a brother. And uh, as I stopped in Chico, I kind of decided to stay there because I found a baseball team to play on. And that's where I met my buddy Kasner, and that's what continued the history with all that. But you know, and then from there, I did a, had a good summer, got a full ride to Kentucky, and then boom, that didn't work out. What happened? I called you and said I was joining the army. Yes, you did. Yeah, and you hated that, didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you? What What are the reasons, maybe, besides war? Was it only because of war? I think it was because of war. If it wasn't for war, war. you probably would have been like, yeah, that might be a good thing. No, I still wanted my baby home. Yeah. 
Well, what was I going to do? Well, I knew. I know. But, well, you had already failed, what, ceramics? I failed ceramics, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and got kicked out. Mom, I've never told anyone that. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I failed ceramics, and that's what got, got me kicked out of college. Yes, that is a true story. Oh, man, that's funny. But, you know, but so now you see, you've seen my life, Mom. You've seen, it's weird. I feel like I've never taken the easy route. Right, I've always, mm-hmm. as much as I try to make good decisions, I've tended to make decisions that are just, that weren't fully thought out, right? And then I either it either works out, or it doesn't. Yeah. And in all these years, you've seen me grow, you've seen me uh, fail miserably, you've seen me have success, and then now here we are today. Uh, what do you what do you think about like my life now? Well, I'm I'm proud of you. Yeah. For going out there and doing everything that you're doing, yeah, living your dream or whatever it is, but right? You're you're going out there and doing it. It's crazy. Yep. So, but you know, it's funny. If I don't call my mom, if I don't call my mom, you know, <laughs> here and there checking her, she thinks I've been arrested or I'm in prison. <laughs> she always says, "Benny, I haven't talked to you in a while. Did you get in trouble?" <laughs> like, no. I've I've never, as an adult, I've haven't gotten in trouble. No. I, was a, I was a federal agent, mom, for years. And you still ask me to brush my teeth every day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, goodness. No, Mom, I just I just want to talk to you for a little bit on here. I just love having you here. Help me out with the kids when I when I need it and uh, just being around more. Um, you obviously know. You're a big inspiration to me on, on how you lived your life and, and, and why I continue to do what I do. We uh, we both know that there's there's plans I have, you know, in the future and what I want to do. Uh, you know, she still tells me every day, go to church on Sunday, go to church on Sunday. Yes. <laughs> and I continue to go to church on Sunday, um, which reminds me, there is a promise I still need to. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk that about that on another episode. But hey, guys, thanks for listening. This is a Vinny, Vinny thinking real quick with my mom. Um, you guys know the sponsors. Mom, are you guys getting a Lisa bed or not? No, huh? You're not getting. <laughs> my dad doesn't want the Lisa bed because he says he says he wants he needs a stiff bed. He need, I need it to be too tough. But uh, no, you guys know the sponsors. Check it out, Lisa Beds. Use uh, Vinny Rock for promo code. You got Warfighter Tobacco. Excuse me. It's been good for you. you the like Lisa bed has been bed. good for me. Yes. See, mm-hmm. she's whispering and saying it's been good for you. No, the Lisa beds has been good for me. It's it, it may, may, it's good for my back and I sleep well. But um, that's that's Lisa beds. You guys know the promo code for that. Uh, Warfire Tobacco. You guys check it out. It's it's Christmas time. Order your boys, order your fathers, order your friends some Warfighter Tobacco. They got some new. The Nicaragua cigars are in, and all that means is if you guys thought they were good, they're outstanding and great now. And trust me, if you don't believe me, uh, well, I guess you're gonna have to order some and try them out yourselves. Go check them out. Use uh, you can use promo code Vinny Rock, uh, for your for your 11% off. Don't forget to check out. Uh, what else is there, man? There's so many of them. Uh, Willie Peach, Willie Peach Chocolate. Love the guy. I'm actually going to ask if he can send me some more. Uh, Willie Peach Chocolate. You guys can check them out on Instagram. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out even on their website. There's a couple others here. Uh, Combat Flip Flops. Don't forget to check them out. Rocco 30 will give you, uh, I believe it's a 20% off. You guys go, don't, go double check that. But Rocco 30, hit them up for that. Man, there's so many. True North Motor Company, they came to help me with my motorcycle today. I'm getting this motorcycle fixed that I just got from my buddy at Beard.com. Don't forget Beard.com. You guys check them out. If you guys are looking for shave stuff, beard stuff, go on Beard.com. It can segue you to any kind of shaving stuff you need as well. Check out El Vato. All this stuff that I own as well as 
Lead Singers Whiskey, Article 15 Clothing, Freedom Jerky, and Hero Sports. You guys check them all out. Thanks for coming in, Mom. And I love having you here. And thanks for dinner today. It was great. <laughs> love you too. <laughs> all right. I did it. I did it.